one more time. Sing that out. What a wonderful name it is.
pray as we continue in offering worship you to your name. Pray that much would be made of you, that you would be exalted, that we would be reminded. him um, right after service just by way of announcements right after service we're having um, our second session of membership classes and uh, I think we have about 10 to 12 people in there uh, let's give God praise for that and so if, if, if you are if you were there last week of course you want to come again this week if you're checking it out and seeing what it's about that's cool um, but we're going to be doing the second session directly following uh, our services. Amen. I have a slide up here that just shares with us our uh, mission here at Gospel Fellowship. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But our mission is joining Christ in the renewal of all things. And here's what we believe. We believe God is renewing uh, Boynton Beach, Boynton Beach High School, Palm Beach County, South Florida, the state of Florida, the United States, the world. We just believe God is at work actively renewing all things and we get the joy and privilege of partnering with him as he does that amen and so what you see here at gospel fellowship is just a small inkling of the work that god is doing renewing all things and so when i walked in there last week and i saw 10 10 people and, and two more people signed up to become members at gospel fellowship i was just like lord you are actively at work right in front of our eyes. And some of those people there, they've come through social media, stuff we've done on Facebook, some of them uh, through our website, some of them through uh, networks that we're a part of, but the majority of them have come through personal invitation. Here's what that tells me. That means you guys out here are sensing what God is doing and then inviting people to be a part of that. And that is, that is amazing. And so I just want to salute you that are out there who, is, who are doing the work and joining Christ in the renewal of all things. Amen. I want to do something, though, that helps us with the illustration. I need, I need probably four or five volunteers. <laughs> give, me, give me four or five volunteers. Don't be afraid. Fear not, for he is with you. I, got, I see two. I need two more. Fear not, for the Lord is with you. God bless you. God bless you. I need one more. Fear not. Or is that five? I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Thank you. Let's give him a hand, y'all. Now, why y'all got to come make me feel short again, man? 
Okay. You got if 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 you all can stand over there. Um, and Elijah, if you can come here, and if you could just have a seat on our couch. And as we celebrate five years, this this is helping me just remember. Um, this church started just with an, a, a dream, with an idea that God would use us to reach people with this gospel. And he's done good work in and through us in five years. Um, and in five years, life was a lot, it was simpler. It was just simpler. Um, because you knew the people that were laboring amongst you. Uh, Zach, if you'll come here, have a seat next to um, Elijah. And so let's say this is church year one. You guys act like y'all having a conversation. Um, thank you. Let's say this is church year one. These two know each other. Um, these two may have known each other before the church plant. They could have been friends. They could have gone to the same school. Uh, they could have gone to the same high Whatever. These two may know each other. It could be very comfortable in a conversation. Not a problem. But let me get one of you guys to come sit here as well. What happens is the more people come, now this conversation of two people has to switch to include him. So all of the code words that they used to use and stuff they used to reference now has to be put aside to include him in the conversation. Because if they don't do that, then he feels left out. And eventually, if you feel left out for too long, come with me, you leave the couch. So growth, you can go back and sit down there. Thank you. Growth is so cool when it's happening. But what sometimes we don't realize is growth by nature, by nature, is sacrificial. Growth doesn't just happen. If, if you're a parent and you had a child or, or two, you know this, that, yeah, it's awesome. We had a baby. Now your whole sleep pattern thrown off. Your food budget just increased. Your lights increased. It's sacrificial by nature. Now, if you would come and, and, and try, stay, stay there, stay there. We're growing. Let's say these two have this conversation with him, and now they're all three having this conversation. They're flowing, but now he shows up, and now he wants to have a seat. Can you have a seat? Notice what's happening. The couch just got tighter. They had to make room for growth. I want to talk to GFR membership for a moment. We have to, as more people catch wind of gospel fellowship, as more people move from spiritual darkness to spiritual light, from spiritual death to spiritual life, as more people are convicted by the gospel and the message and want to be a part of gospel fellowship, we members who can be very comfortable in our surroundings, we have to make room. Because if we don't make room, what happens? Things become too tight. Okay? Now, Josh, I want you to come stand right here. If I ask Josh to sit on this couch, can somebody tell me what's going to have to happen? Lap out. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell y'all what to do, but you guys have figured out. Josh, have a seat on the couch. 
Brother made it work. Here's what I was hoping would happen. Zach did it. I missed it. Zach did it. Did you see what Zach did? Zach said, it's too tight. Too many people on the couch. I got to get up. And Zach said, I'm going to get up and go to a more comfortable place. And that's a good decision. But here will be even a better one. What if Zach came over here and said, y'all got it. We need another couch. Zach has to move from a place of receiving in the group to leading in the group. Gospel Fellowship, we need more leaders in this church. We do. We do. You can, you cannot in growth sit and receive and eat and, 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 and just receive. Nothing wrong with receiving. I posture myself in positions where I can, I can receive from others. But it gets to a point where we can't always have the same crew, same clique. Because there's so many more people we have to welcome in. And it gets to a point where you just can't be on that same couch you've always been in. You got to step up and make another couch. And if you say, what if I make another couch and nobody come? Then you get to start again in the joy of inviting people to join Christ in the renewal of all things. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Let's give them a big hand. Thank you guys. Awesome. So I just want to share that with y'all. Amen. Um, I want to now bring out some people that have done this. They have, they have joined Christ in the renewal of all things and are making room. I want you to give a thunderous applause for our life group leaders. Let's give them a hand as they come. Come on. Come on. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Some of you are like, somebody tell them to stop. These are our life group leaders. Uh, I got a call this week, and the call went something like this. Hey, uh, Rodney, one of our friends are moving into your area, and they want to know, when does your midweek service run? Where do you guys meet for the midweek service? I know y'all meet in the school on Sunday, but where's the midweek service Bible study? And I said to them, um, man, we don't, we don't do a midweek service Bible study. We do something called life groups. And I began to explain to them what life groups is. Um, and if you're leaving a traditional midweek service model, then life groups can be kind of like new, right? Can be, can be intimidating for some. Um, but we do life groups. And what life groups are is, is it's meant we meet in people's home. And so the leader or the host is showing incredible hospitality and open up their home for 16 weeks or so a semester. Um, and they're inviting people into their home and they are preparing meals and people are bringing in food, usually Publix chicken. We have enriched Publix here at Gospel Fellowship to a great degree. Um, and so they bring in food, and, and they spend some time eating together and talking together, uh, which is huge because you can go to a church for years and years and years and not know anybody. Um, it is not so important at this church that you know me. It's important at this church that you know somebody. Amen? 
Um, and so they open up their home, they show hospitality, they, they, they have a meal, they're working through a study. It could be a book of the Bible, it could be a series that they're working through. And then they're going to split apart the guys and the girls, and they're going to do something called prayer and confession. And in prayer and confession, they're going to spend some time confessing sin or confessing needs. Uh, it's a very transparent time because we, we have to learn and understand that we're not perfect. And we all, we all struggle. And so we confess that time to each other, and then we pray over each other that God would move on our behalf. And what's cool is in prayer and confession, when you come back the next week and you see, man, God opened up that door. Man, God served me well in that issue I was having. Man, God is renewing my life, my relationships, so on and so forth. And so I just, I just want to thank our life group leaders. They play a huge role in helping to shepherd our congregation and to lead our congregation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For real, for real. Amen. We have a growing Facebook Live audience. Let's give God praise for that. And so um, all on Facebook right now, folks are watching us. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for them tuning in um, and watching us. But I want to put this slide up real quick because our Facebook Live should be sparing. It should not be our custom. So I read the book of Acts 2 and all throughout Scripture over and over and over again. They're talking about one another's. And you can't do one another life from home. I would argue you really can't do one another life on Sunday. You need a smaller community. And as our church continues to grow, there'll be this tendency, and it's a natural tendency, so it's cool in the game, for people to say, okay, let me get to the leader. That's cool in the game. I get it. Let me get to the elders. I get it. That's cool. And here's what we're going to say to you. Um, you need to really get to a life group. Your connections, your development, your friendships, your partnerships are going to be forged in smaller groups of 8 to 12 people, and that's where you need to be. Amen? Uh, you can't eat together with a community of believers from Facebook unless there's a group of y'all that watch Facebook Live together and eat as you're watching it. Maybe. We don't eat here together on Sunday. Sometimes we do. We'll have food. Um, serving one another, we can do that on Sunday. Loving one another, we can do that on Sunday. We cannot offer hospitality to one another without grumbling here on Sunday morning. Boynton Beach has offered great hospitality to us. But part of being a believer is opening up your space so others can partake in what you have. That couch is not your own. Um, when you go shopping for furniture, you should be considering the body. That's what they do. They, they carry one another's burdens. Sometimes there are some heavy things shared in prayer and confession time, and it's customary for all week you are carrying that person's burden. Their, their issues are coming to mind. That's completely natural. You can't do that in isolation. I, don't, I would argue it's hard for you to do that well on Sunday morning. For us to pray for one another, and each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve 
the body. And so Romans, so I just wanted to point out those passages, and there's more. There are 59 of those verses. Not cherry-picking scriptures. Um, but we need to be with one another. Romans 16:5. this is custom in the first century, first century church, says this, greet also the church in their homes. There were no church edifices in the first century. There were temple courts, and the church would gather uh, on the porches of the temple, but there were no, quote-unquote, church buildings in the first century. They would meet from house to house. You see that in the book of Acts. And so for some of you all, your next move is to say, man, how can I use this beautiful house God's given me so that folks in our church can gather? And it's not going to be convenient. I speak from, praise Jesus. Um, So now I want you to hear from these amazing people, man. Um, Thank God for them. Let's dive into some questions. You guys serve this church in an amazing way. Um, You open up your homes. You lead groups from week to week, regardless of what happened in your week. Um, Sometimes you may have just gotten in a a little fussy fuss with with the man of God or the woman of God, but you still had to open your house. And so you said, sweetie, fix your face. Your face, fix it. They're coming. They're outside. (laughs) Talk about this later. Um, Prep is involved. Lessons. So you guys got to have a good handle on the lessons before folks come. Food is involved. Preparation. uh, Cleanliness of the home is involved. Um, All that plays a part um, in you growing the life group well. I want to ask a couple of questions to you guys. Um, Question number one. What are some of the amazing things you guys have seen God do in your life group in, in, in last year or in the past? Anyone else?
Don't be fearful. You're doing a good job of developing so be able to encourage you guys by the word of God and you know the word of God. Um now you should be able to talk to Pastor Rodney or Aisha or Martin or Tim and you can talk to us if you need it. And if you feel the need that you need to go up, you go up. But just that last relationship that you feel outside of how you do is Christian, basketball, video games. Um, what if someone says, and this is random, what if someone says, I don't, I don't know the Bible like that. Uh, y'all are going to be referencing scriptures. It look like y'all are perfect and got it all together. And y'all just quote scriptures in your sleep. What if someone says, I don't feel like I'm spiritually mature enough to be in a life group? How would you guys respond to that? Anyone? Thank you. 
So right. <laughs> but praise the Lord for Amen. the last few. So Amen. <laughs> Amen. What um and this this is different for everybody, but what makes what makes if, if they're looking and saying, Okay, I hear you, need to be in community, scripture backs that. Um, I need to make room in my schedule for it. Um, what makes your group unique? What makes your group unique? Morning. Um, well, what makes my group unique um, is the fact that we have like diverse backgrounds. Um, we have people from different walks of life. Um, well, last last year we had. Um, I've never had someone. I've never had an Asian person in my life. Mm-hmm. It was the very first time, and just to get to know a little bit about their culture. Um, One more question, and then we'll, we'll call our time for today. What are people missing out if they don't come to Life Group? If they just say, ah, oh, cool, it's not for me. I'm going to do Sundays. I'll be here on Sundays, um, but I'm, I'm not going to dive in that deep. What are they missing out on? about a life group is the fact that you don't get to be accountable to 
your brother within the community of Christ. Um, same thing about identity. So they go up to you to call you out on certain areas that you may be struggling with. Yeah. Um, you can't come on a Sunday and show you smile for everyone, you smile for the past, you smile for the others, you smile for everyone, but nobody can know what, what you're dealing with when you go home. Yeah. Um, and sometimes what that ha- what happens is you feel like you're doing this battle alone. Um, and coming to Alaska and building that relationship because when I when I first started in high school, um, people probably thought that I was crazy because I was just being bold and honest about what I struggled with. Um, to some people, that may scare some people off because hey, I'm supposed to be so honest to someone about my past and my pain. But in order for us to get through that, mm. we have to speak on that. We yeah. have to pray about it. We have to work on it. We have to be accountable. We have to. And, and, and another thing about it, you have a brother that you can call when you're struggling. Hey, I'm struggling um, with this situation in my life. Um, and the, the crazy thing about it is, I've struggled with that too. Mm-hmm. But you would never know, you know, how I come about and how I actually got over that without building a relationship with you or without building a relationship within the community yeah. itself. So coming on Sundays is great, but you don't really get that community, that love, that reliability, that accountability, that relationship right. that Alaska is, is, is able to provide. Go ahead, Vanessa. And then we'll come back to me. Because some people say, this is my Jesus, right? Like, no, he's, he's, he's our Jesus. And he, he dwells himself in communion, and that was helpful. Um, I want Mark to say something, so I'm just going to put him on the spot. Um, Mark, the first life group met in his one-bedroom apartment five years ago. And it was tight, and, but he just always opened up his house. He... Um, took a step back from life group probably about two years ago to start doing some other stuff in our ministry to host and lead some other groups. He made a decision to come away from the other groups for a moment and re-host a life group. Um, He's actually hosting, he's hosting one life group and then leading another life group, both out of his home. So he's committed to this idea called community. I want to ask Mark, at your age, stage, walking with Jesus, why haven't you outgrown community by now? Does one 
outgrow community or is it something that whatever stage of my life is, however complex and complicated my life is, I still need this thing called community? You're welcome, sir. That's why I'm here, man. I don't think you ever have to go meeting community. You may go through seasons in life where there's ebbs and flows to where you feel like you don't want people around. But um, at the end of the day, the way God naturally hardwired us, he, we need people. He said it in Genesis. It is not good for man to be alone. And a lot of times, pastors only equate that to marriage, but he's also equate that to ministry yeah. when, when, when the Lord is speaking. So I just feel like... Um, Yeah. You know, because you go through seasons where you're grieving. That's big. Where you're just troubled at work or there's a lot of anxiety and you just don't want an answer. You, I just want to know that my brother mm -hmm. hears me. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to, he's going to, he's just going to be there, put a hand on my shoulder, watch the game with me and watch my team win. You know, if I order pizza, get some drinks and we just going to hang out. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's like, there's healing in that. Yeah. You know, but you won't never know that if you try to like, Um, as you were talking, I just thought of this situation happened to me this week. Uh, I want to say it was Thursday. Just woke up incredibly overwhelmed, um, just stressed, and I'm making some arrangements for stuff just with my kids. And there's a pastor, there's a church planters meeting uh, at Spanish River Church, and. Um, I'm contemplating, should I go or should I just grind out all the stuff that I got to get done? And, um, man, just over, just working through that saying, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I just want to be. Went to the church planner meeting. It was great. Good teaching. You know, good conversation. But if you say, Rodney, what was the powerful moment of the meeting? What's your big takeaway? Here's what my big takeaway was. Wasn't anything that anybody said. It's when the brothers came up and just squeezed my shoulder. It's when the brothers set up, we pounded. Good to see you, man. Good to just the power of presence ministered in a way. I didn't say anything. I didn't receive a great revelation, but it was just me putting myself in community. Some of you all, your challenge is going to be just coming. What I love to see in groups, when people come and they don't say anything for six weeks, they just, they checking it out. What you gonna say? You know, and just plant, that's cool in the game. You're practicing the power of presence. And so, and then it's cool to see after those six weeks, you can't get this person to stop talking. Um, that's cool to see, and we love that. And so, man, this is the reason we take a Sunday um, and it's, it, it don't seem like I'm going to get to my prepared sermon today. So the reason we take a Sunday uh, is just to say, man, like, this, this is serious. This isn't pragmatics. This isn't us trying to boost up our life group population. 
This is gospel fellowship. This is gospel fellowship. Um, and so I just want to take some time and pray for you guys. Um, anytime you step out and lead, uh, there will be great sacrifice. There will also be just great attack. Um, and so I want to take some time and pray for our life group leaders. Congregation, I'm just going to ask just as a, a symbol, would you stretch forth your hands as we pray over our leaders? And there are other leaders in the back, and there are other groups. There are nine other groups that we have as well um, at this church that meet in smaller uh, smaller um, gatherings of four or five. And so we want to pray for them as well. But let's just take some time and pray. Father, I thank you for... Um, your children um, that don't have it all together. These are not perfect people sitting on this stage. They are marred and broken and struggling. Just being faithful to what you've called them to. And so, God, would you bless, would you strengthen them, I pray, uh, for their health. God, I pray for their health. Would you keep them strong? where healing needs to happen in their body, would you bring about healing? Oh, Lord, what, 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 whatever needs to be working in their body, would you bring that about for your glory and their good so that much will be made of your name? I pray as a sacrifice for you in this area and the things that they're neglecting in other areas, would you come alongside and would you bring help to them in those areas, if that's, if that's finances, if that's relational, if that's just dreams and aspirations that they're trying to manage all of this stuff. I pray for our group leaders that you would bring healing to them and that you would, you would be faithful to them. I pray that you would give them uh, wisdom beyond their years. Give them shrewdness on what to say and what not to say. God, I pray for sound counsel to come from them. I pray for hearts that love the people that enter their home on a weekly basis. And I pray that they would be examples of Christ before your people by your grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we thank you for that. We thank you that when community is done well for a person that does not know Christ, they look and marvel and say, what is that? I want that. Father, would, would these life groups and these D groups and, and God, would these groups be something that, that makes uh, put people that don't know you yet, would you use these groups to draw people to yourself from different backgrounds and different experiences? And God, I pray for those that, that may feel like they're on the fringes. I pray for those that may be suicidal. I pray for those that may be struggling with various things, struggling with who they are, identity issues, a sexual identity, Lord, uh, just stuff from their past that have come up, those that may have been abused and just may be wondering, is this church thing real? Are these real people? Can I entrust my life to this group? Lord, help them to see they're not entrusting their lives to people, but the the God that these people are representing and so would the gospel be rich in these groups would the message of what you have come to do to draw men back to yourself be rich in these groups father we thank you you have never called one man or one group of men to carry a whole church you've called us to equip the body so that they can go out and do the work of the ministry god i pray that you would equip them and we would equip them well and that they would have all they need 
that you would minister powerfully to them. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for all that you're doing in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise. Let's give God a hand clap for them. Thank you so much, guys. No, no, you good. You can stay there, Vic. I just need five to six minutes. I mean that this time. Most pastors lie about their time that they're going to take. I just want to read a passage in your hearing. I did have a whole sermon. It was really good, too. It was, it was really good. Um, I just want to read this passage in your hearing. And this is uh, Ephesians 1. Um, I want to say starting at verse 9, it says this. In him we also are chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ, we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth of the gospel of salvation. When you believe you were marked in him with the seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guarantee of our inheritance unto until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I want to go back there and I want to look very quickly where it says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of his will, who works out everything in the conformity of the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were first to put our hope in Christ. And Paul says, we who were first to put our hope in Christ, he's talking about Jewish people. They were first to put their hope in Christ. And then in the next verse it says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth. When he says you also were included in Christ, he's talking about the Gentiles. If you go to the next slide, it says, When you believe, you were marked in him with the seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is, the, who is, the, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance really quick again. He talks about we who first put our hope in Christ. He's talking about Jews. When he talks about you also, he's talking about Gentiles, which are non-Jewish people. But then when he says our inheritance, here's what Paul is arguing. In, only in the church can different people come together and share, not just commonality, because diversity happens in many arena, uh, arenas of life, but they can share the same inheritance. God did not call us to be a black church. He did not call us to be a white church. He did not call us to be a Hispanic church. He did not call us to be an Asian church. He called us to be the church of Jesus Christ. 
And the gospel has power that no diversity initiative has. The gospel has power to draw people from different backgrounds or different opinions and different political positions and different races all together under the banner of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then we have power to give way to our preferences, not because it is popular, but because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. This church, Gospel Fellowship, needs to be, not should be, needs to be a church that demonstrates diversity of all kinds for the glory of God. So one of the things I love about Life Group is Life Group is this intimate setting where you can go to church with people that are different from you, but when you go into their homes, it's a whole nother deal. It's a whole nother deal. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to do life. I want to encourage you to do life with people that don't look like you, act like you, vote like you, think like you. I want to encourage this church to not be on the polarization of society in opposite opinions because we have a whole nother motivation. And a whole nother is not grammatically right, right? A whole nother, no. But we, we have our own motivation that's drawing us together unto the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so I just want to encourage you out of that. So God bless. Uh, God's fellowship. Love y'all. Thank y'all.